Some of you are going through something and it becomes so traumatic and you feel like I just can't take this anymore. Well, praise the Lord, saints of God. Praise you the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we're in a series entitled Walking in the Light. This will be part number two. And today's subtitle is, There's a Crock at the Door. That's right, watch out, there's a crocodile at the door. Ooh, we had a great time today, and I know that you will have a great time too, so thank you so much for tuning in. Now, don't forget to check out our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can become our friend on Facebook, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, download the Kingdom Rock app, and so much more. You'll be so glad that you did. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, There's a Crock at the Door, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. When you get to uh, 1 John, we're going to start at the uh, first chapter. 1 John, the first chapter. 1 John 1, 1 John 1. Remember we said last week, some of you may, some have called it I, John, over the years but it is actually 1 John. 1 John. And as you can see today on our board, we'll be speaking from the subject still in the series, Walking in the Light. Walking in the Light. And this will be part number two. And today we're going to subtitle this, The Super Cleaner. The Super Cleaner. God has a super cleaner. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Well, you're going to find out in just a few moments. God has a super cleaner. I'm not sure how many of you have ever cleaned a house before. Anybody, anybody at all ever cleaned a house? A few of you have cleaned a house before? Well, if you need something to practice on, let me know. (laughs) Have you ever cleaned a car before? Anybody ever cleaned a car before? You cleaned up a car before? A few more people have cleaned up a car? A super cleaner cleaner there we can use what tide bleach you can use uh all these other type of cleaners you can use all of those to clean but god has a super cleaner that he uses and that will change your life completely amen you know some of those products uh even though nobody's paying me right now to say it but i guess i gotta say it some way There are some products that all you have to do is just spray it on and wait. And you can see it will begin to eat away the dirt, eat away the grime. Anybody used some of those before? Some of those products, they're so strong, you better have a ventilated area if you're going to use them, right? Or else we'll find you on the floor in the bathroom. What happened to them? Ooh, the toilet is sure clean, but what's wrong with them? <laughs> oh, the stronger the cleaner is, the more ventilation you need. Isn't that right? I'm telling you, but God has a super cleaner. Shout with me, super cleaner. Super cleaner. Oh, you're going to find out more about that in just a few moments. His cleaner is so powerful that it not only can get rid of the dirt on your body can get rid of the dirt on your soul. God has a super cleaner. You know, in this world today, it doesn't matter how much soap you put on your body, there are some things that soap can't wash away. 
There are some bad experiences that we've had in our lives, some things that we have done and some things that others have done to us that doesn't matter how many showers you take, you just can't get it off of you. You just can't get it out of your mind. You just can't, you can't stop thinking about it. You, you can't shake the feeling. Sometimes a feeling can come over you and you just don't know why you feel this way. Why am I angry? Why am I upset? Why am I so lethargic? Why, why, why? What is wrong with me? Anybody ever had that feeling before? You wonder why, what is wrong with me? I can't shake this feeling. Well, some of us sometimes you may have gotten slimed actually let me explain to you a little bit about slime anybody ever seen that show on nickelodeon some years ago slime time they throw that slime on you well there is something like this that's actually that actually that occurs uh between person and person or it can also occur between a spirit and a person you ever going around somebody you're feeling really good until you got around them and then you felt really bad you just got slimed. Something was passed on to you. You just got slimed. And, and sometimes you're going to have to go somewhere and clean yourself up. Clean your mind up. Get your heart right. Get it together. You can be feeling fine, but then they come to you and they're feeling angry or they're feeling frustrated and really upset, really upset. Then all of a sudden, here you go. You leave their presence and your countenance has changed. You've just been slimed. Your day has just been wrecked. You have done nothing but be in their presence. You just got slimed. Well, you need the Lord to help clean that off of you, clean it away from you so that you can continue about your day. Amen. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today and just a whole lot more. So I'm thankful that all of you decided to join with join us today here live. I'm thankful for you that are joining us there by way of live service on um, video on our website. Kingdom Rock, let's greet our online community by saying Hi, y'all. We're so glad that you decided to join us, whether you are in Ethiopia, Europe, Kentucky, Kansas, or or fancy place like Wyoming or some place like that. We're so glad that you decided to join us. Amen. I'm so doubly excited that those of you that have come out today to uh, sit your seat, sit yourself in that chair. We're so grateful for you. Amen. Let's get into the rich word of God. John 1 verse 1 says this. uh, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of God. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. Of course, he's talking about Jesus Christ. These are the apostles uh, who were once the known as the disciples. They've handled the Lord. We'll just ask Thomas. Thomas said, you know what? I'm not going to believe that Jesus has risen until I can touch him. I, I want to poke my finger in his, in his hand, his side. And the Lord came back and said, here I am, Thomas. Go ahead. Poke your finger here. Touch me. I am alive. A spirit has not a body. I have a body. And so John says here, we have handled him. We have heard him. We have seen him. We know that Jesus Christ is real. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, That which we uh, have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. Anybody remember that word from last week, fellowship? Fellowship, like two fellows in a ship. Two fellows in a ship. Or two fellow ets in a ship. Man, woman, boy, or girl in a ship. Fellowship meaning communion and also what? Intimacy. Communion, intimacy, uh, being together, sharing back and forth. Uh, he says, uh, let's read verse th three one more time. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. So they're saying the leadership here. Uh, is speaking to this congregation. First John, John here is speaking to a congregation of believers. I want you to hear that for a second. He's speaking to a congregation of believers. He is not writing this to the world. He is writing this to other believers. Are you hearing me? Those that have already heard the truth, but they have gotten off. They have been deceived. Uh, they have been uh, Yes, deceived. They have gotten off track. And so John here by the spirit is writing to this congregation, trying to get them back on track. And we, he's going to let us hear some things that were said to get them on track and also get us on track today. So first of all, he's validating his word. He's telling them, I have uh, I have the approval or I am worthy of writing this to you. I have this information from God from firsthand knowledge. I have held God himself. I have seen him myself. I have experienced him myself, our fellowship with him. I talk with him. And so we want you to have fellowship with us as well, because some of you have gotten off. Hear this. He says in verse number four, for these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. We went over that on last week. He said, we're writing this, that your joy be made full. The word joy, rather, your here, the word your, can also be translated our. That your joy be full or our joy may be full. And actually, both are correct. This word is coming forth today as it is this day here. It's, this word is coming forth today that your joy may be full. The word full meaning satisfied, nothing missing. Nothing can be added to it. And remember, it is the joy of the Lord that is your strength. Amen. Weeping, Scripture says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. It does not say happiness comes in the morning. It says joy comes in the morning. Why? Because the circumstance may be the same, but God will change you in the midst of the circumstance until the circumstance can change. Are you hearing? Now, that's a divine secret. I pray that you hear that. I just shared with you something. Sometimes the situation won't change immediately, but God will change you in the situation until the situation changes. His joy will give you enduring power, staying power until permanent change comes. Let me say that again. His joy will give you enduring power, staying power until the situation can change. It is so horrible to be in a situation that you cannot change and hate to be in it. It is awful to be in a situation that you cannot change and you hate it. You hate going to work every day. You hate going home. You hate what you do. It is an awful life to go through your entire life hating your own existence. 
And if you're in that mode, if you're in that mode of thinking for long enough, you're going to be thinking about hurting others and hurting even yourself. So God gives us this divine gift called joy. Until he changes the situation, he will change you in it. He will strengthen you and equip you. And you'll notice that the burden becomes lighter. And then you'll have the enduring power, the staying power, to ride out the storm until the storm is over. So again, he says, weeping may endure for the night, for the dark times, for the dark seasons. But he said, joy, his joy, uh, here again in 1 John, he's given us this joy. He's writing this to us that our joy be full. I love that. He's writing, us, writing this to us that our joy be full because God knows that some of us are going to go on a long trip. A long trip. And I'm, I know some of you have gone out of town before. You've gone on a long journey. And if we get at least two cents in our head, if we know we're going on a long journey, we want to fill up the tank. Amen. Right? Okay, let me, okay, here's some advice. Maybe you didn't know. All right. When you go on a long journey, make sure you stop by the gas station and fill up your car. Check your oil. Check your tires. Check all the fluids and all that stuff and make sure you're ready to go, all right? He says, I'm writing to you that your joy be full. Now, at different times and seasons in your life, your joy will begin to decrease. Okay? Because you begin to use it. It is used. It is like a substance, like you here again, like you fill up your gas tank. The further you go, the more gas you use. And the more gas you use, you know, it goes down until you got to go to a filling station, gas station, and fill it back up. Trials and tribulations, hard times, as we said last week, folk, bad or evil folk, wicked folk, can steal your joy or can deplete your joy. So the Bible declares that God writes to you and tells you, this is what I'm saying to you. Remember these things that he's about to say, that your joy be full. Pull up to pump number five. It's time for you to pull, pull in. Pull in pump number five. Take it off. Put your Holy Ghost credit card in. Swipe it and get some joy. Bing, 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 Don't let it spill out. Praise the Lord. Some of you may overflow today. It's the joy of the Lord that's filling you up. Hallelujah. Filling you up, filling you to overflow. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Lord knows that you're about to go through something or some of you are going through something and it becomes so traumatic and you feel like I just can't take this anymore. Anybody ever gotten to that point before you felt like you can't even take it anymore? Like you want to throw it in a towel, you want to throw it away? Well, I'm telling you, I felt that way before and every time I threw in the towel, God threw the towel right back at me. Oh God, let me give up. Oh my Jesus, are you hearing me? So the Lord says, I know it. Some things have gotten off in our lives and sometimes we can just get off. We can get off. The Lord said, okay, I'm writing this to you that your joy, that our joy may be full. 
It's time to get filled up again. Are you hearing me? Tell your neighbor, it's time to get filled up again. All right, so let's go on further. Verse 5 says, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is what? Light. And in him is no darkness at all. Verse 6, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Stop right here for a second. Someone had been telling lies in this church, in this fellowship. They've been telling lies. I know, Brother Kelly, they've been telling lies. He says, God is light and in him is no darkness at all, period. And then somebody began to say here, we have fellowship with God, but yet and still they're walking in darkness. Now, darkness, of course, is the absence of light. There is no light in darkness whatsoever. Are you hearing? Some were saying, we have fellowship with God. I know Jesus, but yet and still they walk. Remember, walk talks about manner of life or course of life, lifestyle. They said, we know Jesus, but you know, uh, and we have fellowship with him, but yet and still they were still able to travel and do the things that they were doing. And, the, and the, some of the church were confused. They were disheartened, some good believing saints. And so they saw these quote unquote bishops. They saw these quote unquote preachers. They saw these people who were in authority and who was actually preaching this message to the church. You can know Jesus. You can have fellowship with God and still do this, that, and the other. And so some were getting mighty confused. And so God writes this letter uh, through the apostle John, letting them know, hey, God is light. And there is no darkness in him at all. So if folk come around and say, I know God, I'm in fellowship with him, I'm in communion with him, and still walk in darkness, they are lying to you. Are you hearing? Now remember, darkness again is the absence of light. When you talk about darkness, you're talking about secrets. You're talking about mysteries. Because everything in the light is revealed. We brought this example up about before. Uh, you know how you have um, some of you. Let me ask this question again. How many of you have ever uh, gotten dressed in, in the house and you and you picked up, look in your closet and you found, oh, this nice black shirt. And you looked in your, your drawer and you got some pants and you said, oh, these are nice black pants. And you put these on and you match pretty well until you walked into the light. And then you could clearly see these two items do not match. They're not the same type of black or one may, may, may have been navy blue and the other one was black and you thought you were matching until you came into the light. Are you, anybody had that experience before? Is this a couple of us? Okay. The rest of you, just be warned. It's better to get dressed in the light. You ladies, when you, pick, when you put your face on, some of you tell me, isn't it better for you to put your face on in the light? I can't get no talk. Okay, amen. You want to put it on in the light. You want to see what you are doing. And especially if you're eating at somebody's house you've never eaten before, don't you want to eat in the light? Because there may not be a grain of rice. It may. 
Let's stop right there. If it's white and wiggling and if it's small like rice, you better look at it again. Unless they're trying to give you some extra protein on your plate. I don't know, but you want to eat in the You want to eat in the light. You want to eat in the light. You want your relationships to be founded in light. You don't want secrets in your relationship. You don't want, I mean, you don't want secret love. You want to know. Are you hearing? You want, you want your life to be in the light. Hallelujah. All right, but let me stop here just for a second. As we go back in this, I'm not sure how far we're going to get today in this, but I'm just going to be led by the Spirit as we do always, we attempt to always. Amen? Amen. Listen to this. Light and darkness. Heaven is full of, anybody? Light. Heaven is full of light. Say it with me. Heaven is full of light. Hell is full of darkness. Darkness. Heaven is full of light. Hell is full of darkness. In the book of John, not first John, but the book of John in the very beginning, it talks about how light is coming to the world. Jesus Christ is coming to the world, but some people didn't like the light because their deeds were evil. They did not want the light to expose them. And some people still today would rather abide in darkness, or rather abide in the secrets. They would rather abide doing dark things, even though they know this is not right to do, but it feels so good to do it. And so they would rather be in darkness. They would rather abide in darkness and then in, then in the light. Now, let me tell you this. I'm going to make a statement. I want to make a statement. Are you ready for this statement? Don't get shocked. I'm going to make a statement. Are you ready for me to make the statement, Ray? Here's the statement I'm about to make. Deep breath. Here's the statement. Heaven may not be right for everybody. Here's another statement. Some people rather choose hell than heaven. Why you say that, Pastor Stroud? Because if you've gone through your entire life loving darkness, you don't want to spend eternity in the kingdom of light. Amen, amen, amen. You don't want to see because the light will show you exactly what you are. And if you've gone through your entire life from from whatever, doing whatever, and you like the darkness and you like to abide in the darkness, you like to cuss, cuss, root, toot, shoot, poot, play, whatever you like to do, you like to do all these things and you don't want to be, then you don't want to spend eternity in the light. Why? Because the light will show up everything that you actually are. So some, if given the opportunity to get into heaven, would choose, no, I don't think I want to do that. Because then they will be forced to see and to live with throughout eternity what they really are. So they would choose to spend eternity in hell. But those who have been prepared, remember heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. 
And you realize, hey, I don't want this mess on me. And you realize, hey, I'm doing some things that I don't want to do, and I want to be free from this. And I need God. I've tried my best to clean myself up. I've tried to stop doing this. I've tried to stop doing that. I, I don't do it for a while, but then it comes right back again. And I'm tired of the way I'm living. I'm tired of my lifestyle. And I need a change. Oh, God, deliver me. And so you're going day in, day in, crying out to God, deliver me, because you know the filth is not you and you are not the filth and you want to come up out of that and walk in the light well then heaven is a place for you are you understanding because you have a sense your consciousness has not been seared as with a hot iron you know what is right and you know what is wrong and you have a sense of dirt you have a sense of filth and you don't want it on you anymore well, then you're a very good candidate for heaven. Are you hearing? If you're desperately trying to abide in the light, then today the Lord said, I'm sending you this word that your joy be full. He's going to equip you and empower you with his joy so that you may endure this cleaning process. Because it's a process. Turn to name and tell him this is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. Are you hearing? And let me tell you this too. The Lord cleans from the inside out. Not from the outside in. So this is why many of you say, well, I've given the Lord my life and I'm, I'm trying to do better. I, 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 I've been trying, but I find myself still, still doing this, that, and the other. Well, our life, your life is more complicated than you ever imagined. We are made up of several layers, several layers, several layers. And as God pulls out the inner layers, as he curses the root of the tree. See, we think, oh, all this fruit, if the fruit in your life is all the bad things you do. And every season we see fruit grow back and we say, oh, God, I'm just terrible. I'm never going to make it. I'm never. Everything is always going to go wrong for me. I can't do this. I can't live right before you. But don't you understand? God is cursing the roots of the tree. He is poisoning the tree. And it is only a matter of time before the poison works its way up through the trunk of the tree to the branches and begins to destroy the fruit. So we've got to endure while God cleanses us from the inside out. This is why I say to individuals, they say, well, I'm drinking. God can't want me. What are you talking about? Why would he even care about that right now? Why? Because he's dealing with the inside of you. He's dealing with the root of the tree. And once he gets finished with the root of the tree, speaking or sending poison to the root of the tree, to why you're still drinking, to why you're doing drugs, to why you are always angry, to why you're always aggravated, to why you always do this and that and the other. What, you know there's a reason for that? Especially when we know that these activities are destructive, but we do them anyway? Please help me tell your neighbor, you're not crazy. Please, they may need to know that. Tell somebody else, you are not crazy. You do have plenty of sense. Maybe you never heard anybody say that. You do have plenty of sense. You have plenty of sense. You know. Let's do a test right now. Let's do a test. Let, let's do a test. Can we do a test together? Can we do a test together? All right. Let's use our imagination, okay? Use our imagination, okay? All right.
All right, here we go. Use our imagination. Right outside of that, somebody just opened that door. Imagination, imagination. Somebody opened that door. And uh, the door is open. It's closed now. We know it's closed, but use your imagination. Say imagination. All right, imagination. The door is open, and all of a sudden we see mm, a crocodile. A big old crocodile come back out and it's looking, it's going hum, 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 you know, hum, 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 hum. And it looks hungry and it's coming inside of that door. All right. Those of us that have sense would move away and try to go out the back door. I got that much sense. How about anybody else got that much sense? Yes, we'll call animal control or something or go get a shotgun or something. Call 911 to get, then get the crocodile out of here, right? Don't know how he got here. Who put him in the trunk of the car this morning? Was it Eugene? Okay, he didn't this morning. Or Diane says it was. But what are we saying? You have sense enough to get out of way of danger. You can perceive danger and then get out of danger. So we can perceive that there are many things in our lives that we know are dangerous, that we know are destructive, and we want to get out of the way of them, right? But we're a little bit more complicated than that crocodile because the crocodile that is with on, that's on the inside of us, it actually makes us feel good while it's chewing your leg off. Grab a hold of that picture. It's actually stroking you and telling you how good and, and you're feeling good as it floods your body with endorphins while it's chewing your leg. While your blood is skeeting out. Oh, this kind of graphic. It, but while it's doing all of that, while it's feasting on you, it's taking one leg off and it's roasting it in the barbecue. It's, ooh, this is going to be a good leg. And we're over here on the side saying, oh, it feels so good. But after a while, the leg has been devoured and we're over here after it happens going, oh, why not let him beat my why don't let him eat my leg? Why? Why is my leg? I ain't doing that no more. I'm gonna tell that crocodile he can't come back in my house. No, he can't. After a while, you forget. Then crocodile come back to the door. Hey, it's me. Let me in. <laughs> no, crocodile, you chewed my leg off last time. I ain't gonna let you back in here. I got something you wanna see. No, no, no. I'm telling you, you really wanna see this. Really? It's gonna make you feel real good. Well, I do have one leg left. <laughs> okay, come on in, crocodile. Come in, crocodile. Come in, crocodile. Come on in. He said, you know what? I was so sorry I got your leg. I, I won't get your leg. You keep that one. You won't? Yes, you can keep that one. Okay. Meanwhile, he started chewing on your arm. And he roasts your arm off and puts it on the grill. And then after he leaves, oh, why did I let him back in? Now I have no arm. I got one arm, one leg. Why did I do that? Oh, God, why did I do that? 
But that process goes on for years for many of us. We lose time after time and it falls to the same thing over and over and over again. I can't get no talk in here. The Lord is cleansing us from the lure of a crocodile. Oh, let's go ahead and clap. Oh, let's go ahead and clap. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and clap. Because it takes God. Here again, you have sense. You are intelligent. You know how to get it out of the way of danger. You know when something, you know how it feels after it is done. You know, and you know you've said again, 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 no more, I'm not going to do this anymore. You know you've said it, but yet and still when it comes back and... We resist for a little while, but it comes back again. And, and it always waits until you're tired or when you're exhausted or when you've had a bad day when nothing is going right. And let me in. So again, there are those who want to walk in light, but it's going to take God to clean us. It's going to take God to get that taste out of your mouth. It's going to take God, not you. I know some of you are good, but you're not God. You need him. Because some of you are sick and tired of it. And remember, we won't change until you get, you won't change until you get sick and tired of it. Till you say, look, I've had it. I can't take this anymore. Then you'll rise up and begin to do. But as long as you can tolerate it, you won't change it. Let me give you another little story. I guess it's a story day. It's story time, Diane. One particular day, I was at my computer in the back, and there was a fly that came in the room. A fly, Greg, a fly. The nerve of that fly. This big old building, it comes right back there to me. I was having my little Subway pizza. Mm-mm, eat fresh. Pay me Subway. And then it comes back to me. Well, after you shoot them around one time, you shoot, get away. And then again, shoot, get away. And then again, shoot, get away. It's only so much of that shoot. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Shoot, get away, shoot. Then after a while, you're gonna get up from the chair and. Are you hearing? If that doesn't do it, you're going to get your spray. And when you get really fired up, you're going to go into nuclear warfare. It's either me or you. You're going down, fly. Right? But as long as you can tolerate that. As long as you can tolerate that, you'll sit right where you are. And here's another secret from heaven. I pray you hear me. 
Here's another secret from heaven. I pray you hear me. The Lord will allow some things to frustrate you. He'll, he will allow some things to aggravate you so that you will rise up and fight against it. Because you don't know that saying fly could be going from you to somebody else and aggravating them. And they may not have a relationship with God, but you do. So he will allow their situation to frustrate you so that you can get riled up enough to destroy that thing, to take that thing out. Hallelujah. And then you're delivered and they're delivered too. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Are you frustrated yet? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Oh, then deliverance can come. Are you hearing? Let's go ahead and close. We got to close out today. Oh, Lord, didn't get to it. But the Lord said that he is light and there is no darkness in him at all. If someone says that they have fellowship with him and walks in darkness, that is continues to live in a lifestyle of darkness, then they are lying and do not the truth. It's impossible. We're going to see this a little bit later on, how the Lord said that once you are born of God, you overcome the world. Those that are born of God overcome the world. Your spirit man has changed. You've been renewed. You, you are born of God. You are born again. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And now we have the capacity and the ability to say no to the crock at the door. I think we're going to have to retitle this message to the crock at the door. You were right here with it when we changed the message, crock at the door. And if I knew how to spell it, I'd write it on that board, crock at the door. Thank you, Diane, C-R-O-C-K, at the door, P-P-K-Y-Z. Anyway. Yes, I know. God help him, please. <laughs> he said they are lying and do not the truth if they can continue in what they're doing. I hear this. Here's a word as we close out. Here is a word. If they can have fellowship with God, if they say I have fellowship with God and can still continue in that, God says they're lying. Amen. Because if you are in him and if he abides in you, you will see that he slowly pulls away those dark things in your life. He slowly pulls away. You may not notice it right there at first, but the more you're with him and then other people around you say, hey, after a while, you've changed. You say, really? Yeah, you've changed. You may not notice it, but they'll notice it. You've changed and you'll notice, hey, I don't want to do that anymore. Then when the crock after the Lord gets finished with you and he's finishing that area, of course, you are hearing and you're multifaceted. You have several layers and actually you have several doors. You have several doors. If you hear me, you have several doors to you. The enemy can knock on this door, that door and the other door. We are strong in some areas. We are strong in some areas. So in those areas, when the crock knocks, we say, oh, whatever. In the other areas, when the crock knocks, you go, you hear the knock, and the crock hears, Ch-ch-ch. I told you not to come back to this door, didn't I? Are you hearing me? When we've been through some things, we're not going back through that. We know what that has gone. When you've been hurt a number of times, then you get militant in that area. 
but then there are still some weak places. And so the Lord is shoring you up. He is shoring you up, shoring all your doors up, making you ready, making you ready that on the day of temptation, we will truly be able to stand. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We'll stop there. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands to Jesus. Come on, let's clap. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.